Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning. How are we going? Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. There's a lot going on, isn't there? in this world at the moment. The money that we give for the um, flood relief, C3 Australia is giving, just for your information, it's going, it's going up to um, our Cook, Queensland, Southern New South Wales area. Northern New South Wales. See, I'm hopeless with that. So hopeless. The other right, honey. Go the other right. Anyway, don't ask me about geography. Did really badly. Up there. It's going up there. I know it's up. And we're giving it to... Um, thank you, darling, I do know. Yeah, he's, just, he's prompting me. I did need it for the, dire- the direction, but I'm good now. <laughs> Andrew McGruther, who's actually our overseer, he runs that region, and they have an amazing beyond arm in their church and they are distributing to people in need in that whole region. So that's where the funds will be going, and we'll be letting you know what, we, you know what is happening with those funds and what they're giving to. You can also give to Ukraine if you like. We have churches over there. We actually have a pastor from Richard Green. Some of you know he's actually over there at the moment. He flew in the other day to take funds to distribute to the churches. So you can mark flood relief or Ukraine, or both, yeah. Anyway, so we are starting this series, Prayer Bricks, and um, I'm excited about this. We decided to call it Prayer Bricks because we are looking at prayer generally, but the Lord's Prayer specifically. And we've called it Prayer Bricks because although the Lord's Prayer is not the only way to pray, it is a great foundation to prayer. Have you found that in your world? Um, And it's helpful to build our prayer life on. It's a great starting uh, place. And not only that, there is a lot that we can take and apply to how we live our lives. Not just when we're praying, but when we're living. So... As we begin the series, I just want to do a quick general overview of prayer because prayer is multifaceted and there is not only one way to pray. Who's excited about that? There is not only one way to pray. Prayer is this, it's connecting with God. That's it. Simple. Sometimes talking is involved. Sometimes it's not. Prayer can be entreating God to move or it can be thanking God for what he's done. Prayer can be silently waiting on him. It can be taking something that is overwhelming you at that point and giving it to him. It can be engaging in spiritual warfare. It can be laying hands on someone and asking God to heal them. And still there's more. There's more and more and more. I could keep going. 
But here are some simple, just I've got three simple examples from Scripture. When you're going through a hard time, here's a great Scripture for you, Lamentations 3. It says this, when life is heavy and hard to take. Don't know if that's how you feel at the moment. Go off by yourself. Enter the silence. Bow in prayer. Don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble. Take it full face. You know, this is a regular part of my prayer life. Go off by yourself and enter the silence. Turn to him because he's always there. Wait in that place for hope to appear. I love doing that. I do that so regularly. When something is overwhelming you and you're feeling anxious, Lou spoke about this today, Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Make your request known to him and thank him for all he has done. Another example of how great prayer is and how important it is to our life. Worry will actually achieve nothing, whereas prayer will achieve something. And how often do we need to be reminded, stop worrying. I'm talking to myself. Woman, stop worrying. Pray. You achieve a lot more. Well, you actually achieve something. If you are sick... James 5.14, are any of you sick? You should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. I remember a, a time where I was very unwell, very, very unwell, and some pastor, the regional overseers of this region years ago, they came and they prayed, actually all the pastors, the senior ministers of the churches in C3, in this region, came and they got, it, was, it got so bad, they got a whole bottle of oil and they just poured it, did really bad things for my hairstyle, <laughs> but it did great things for my body. Prayer, you know, I could keep going with specific scriptures about the different ways we connect with God through prayer. But today we want to just focus in on the Lord's Prayer. So our script is from Matthew 6. And the first uh, thing to note here is that Jesus is speaking. And you know when you're writing a document and if you want something to stand out, you use bold or underline? Well, that's the great analogy for me when I'm reading the Gospels and it's red. Jesus is speaking. Bold underline. Jesus is talking here. So I'm going to paraphrase what he says in the first few verses of the text. It's Matthew 6, 5 to 16. He says this, don't make a show of your prayers. He says, don't try to pray. When you're praying, don't try to impress other people with flowery words or repeating meaningless phrases. That's not prayer. Prayer is not about other people. You aren't putting on a show, it's not a competition. Prayer is about relating with and connecting with God. So take the pressure off. It's about you and God. So you can't get it wrong if you just remember that. It's about you talking to God. <laughs> so that's the first little paraphrase. So let's read our... The text that this is the part of the Lord's Prayer we're looking at for the rest of the service. 
just this little part that I'm going to read now and then over the next few weeks I'll be speaking and Paul will be speaking and we'll finish this prayer. So, Matthew 6, 9 to 10. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father in heaven. Matthew 6, in the first part of it, talks about prayer being private between you and God. It says, go away by yourself and pray to your Father in private. And then we get to this part of the passage where it says, our Father in heaven. It talks about private prayer and it talks about corporate prayer. It says, pray like this, our Father, which assumes that we are praying with other believers. Some believers think, well, my prayer life is private and they feel uncomfortable praying out loud. And I totally get that. But corporate prayer is as an important, it's an important part of prayer. So important, in fact, that Jesus talked about it in this foundational prayer. Gathering and praying together with other believers is powerful and it is significant. And it is important. Paul and I were at a funeral on Thursday and one of the ladies who was speaking was talking about the beautiful lady who had passed away and um, how she was a prayer partner with this woman. And I thought, oh, prayer partners. Yes. Yes, that's a great thing. I don't know if you have a prayer partner. But if you don't, that's a good thing to have. Someone that you can ring up and and pray with. Paul and I have a prayer team. Like prayer, it changes things. Prayer meetings are awesome. I'm going to put out a survey to find out how we can get people what we need. What, What would you like as far as a corporate prayer meeting is? Because we actually would like to hear from you to find out how we can get corporate prayer happening better in our church. Who thinks that's a good idea? Great, so please answer when we send out the survey. (laughs) Gathering together has, it's like it's taken a beating over the last two years, understandably, but so, and corporate prayer I think is part of that. And that concerns me because prayer meetings are the engine room of a church. And... And Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. So, let's include private prayer, but let's, what about corporate prayer? We actually pray here at church at 8.30, 30, 8.30 every Sunday morning. It's another corporate prayer opportunity. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. At the very start of this prayer, Jesus wants to put things in the right order. Taking the focus off us and turning our attention to him. Some versions say, hallowed be your name. It's about him. It's about his goodness, his work in this world. We are here to see his work in this world established. We are here to honour him. So prayer starts with honouring God as the God of the universe when we come to him. Not, hey God, I've got these things. You know people who ring you whenever they need something? Let's not be Christians like that. 
When we come to God, God, thank you. God, I honour you. God, you are magnificent. God, without you, I would not literally not be here. Hallowed be your name. It's like the analogy of, of God being our Saviour and our Lord. He's not just getting us into heaven. <laughs> He's our Lord here on earth. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I love this phrase. I absolutely love it because I look around the world at what we've faced over the last two years and what has been going on over the last two weeks. And I look at what's going on and you know what it does? It drives me to prayer. Dear God, let your kingdom come. Dear God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Dear God, our, our world, our nation needs you. It needs you. That's what it drives me to prayer. Because what? there's no other answer except God. Jesus said, pray. Pray that the kingdom of God would come to earth. Pray that his will would be done on earth. And God asks us, the wonderful thing about being a believer is that God asks us to be involved in his will coming to earth. Who thinks that's good? I do. He doesn't just say, well, this is going to happen. He says, pray that this will happen. I think that's really exciting. We are co-laborers with him. He asks us to pray that we would see situations change. People come to Christ. People be healed. James 5 verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. When you start to pray, you have great power and you produce wonderful results. How does that sound? Well, I think that's really exciting. Do we believe that? Maybe you wonder what all the fuss is about prayer. This is the fuss. This is part of the fuss. Maybe you've, you've tried prayer and, it, and you haven't seen what you've been praying for to happen and maybe you've given up. Can I encourage you today? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You know, I just, there are so many instances over the life of this church where we have prayed and seen wonderful results. You know, we had a group of, of women who were looking for partners, and it took, it took a long time, years. But, you know, in a 12-month period, they were all married. Just sort of like that. But we prayed <laughs> and prayed. Babies. Yes. I, re I, had a, I remember a, a woman, she said my over... She was young... She said, Mel, my ovaries are, they're old and I've got very few eggs. And she tried and tried and tried. Anyway, she got pregnant and then she came to me one day and she said, I've just had a blood test and I don't understand all the bits, but she said, it looks like the fetus is not going to make it. 
And, and, we, and she was, I said, no, 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 no. And we prayed. I held that baby. Righteous, <laughs> the powerful prayer, righteous prayer. It produces wonderful results. Visas for people. Jobs for people. I can tell you over and over again, it produces wonderful results. God asks us to pray for his will to be done on this earth and he asks us to keep praying and to not give up. Luke 18 says, One day Jesus told the disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Are you waiting for his will to be done in a certain situation? I am. You are too. You're sitting there and you're thinking, yes, I am. You're watching online and you're thinking, yes, I am. Let's keep believing together. I want to stand with you and believe that God is going to do and bring his will to pass in your situation. Just like I believe he's going to bring his will to pass in my situation. Okay. Prayer is a weapon. It's a weapon that God's given us. And if you read, if you, if you read Matthew 6 in the message, in the message trans, translation, it says that there is a connection between what God, in prayer, there's a connection between what God does and what we do, which I find interesting. I believe wholeheartedly in the power of praying to see people and to see, people, to see God's will and God will come. Gee, if I could talk. Slow down. I believe, I think I know what I believe. What do I believe? No, I do. I really do believe wholeheartedly in the power of praying to see God's kingdom come and his will be done. But I also believe that God calls us to be a part of bringing his will to earth. Both, both. There is a connection between what God does and what we do. We are praying and acting. We're praying and acting. In Genesis 29, there's this scripture about the gate of heaven. It talks about the church being the gate of heaven. And we know that in the New Testament, we are the temple of God. So we are the gate. It's people. And when people come to contact, into contact with us, they should be coming into contact with heaven. We are the gate that God enters in through. Psalm 24, uh, yeah, Psalm 24 talks about that. I believe we are a conduit to bringing heaven to earth by what we do and how we act. We bring heaven to earth, his will to earth, by obeying him in what we do. By not neglecting to gather together by being generous, by being a light in the darkness, by forgiving people, by loving others, by caring for others, by doing what the Word of God says, we are a conduit to bring heaven to earth. It's part of co-laboring with Him. It's to live a life that is surrendered to His will and not ours. Yes, we pray that his will would happen, but just as importantly, we are people who obey when he asks us to do something. 
Praying and obeying brings his will to earth. Jesus is a prime example. He, in the garden, he said, not my will, but yours be done. Now that changed everything, didn't it? We are able to have a relationship because of what Jesus did. As we bow our will to God's will, we're bringing more of heaven to earth. And his will is being done through us. I, was in, I went to Sydney on Wednesday morning, came back on Thursday. And I got into an Uber at my house. And I thought, oh, thank goodness. I, I can stop. Anyone ever feel like that? I can stop. And I got out my phone to check how far the hotel was from the train station to see whether I could just walk in the pelting rain. It did not stop raining the whole time I was there. Anyway, and so I was really excited just to be able to sit and do a little bit of that. And the lady, the Uber driver, she just wanted to talk to me. And I, you know, I did the, yeah, and then I went back to my phone, and she just wanted to talk to me. And the night before, I was standing here praying, praying, this is what we're talking about, praying, God, you know, give us opportunities, Father, we just want to, you know, I'm praying, and I felt the Holy Spirit saying, hello, wake up, someone wants to talk to you. So I, I went, oh. Put my phone down. Had this lovely conversation with this woman, you know. And by this point, you know, we were at we'd gone past the War Memorial. We live in Ainsley, so it's not far to the airport. You don't have long. And we got to Duntroon, and she was telling me she moved in the she moved here during uh, lockdown, and she told me all about her life and her kids, and they go to Majura and Campbell High, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, and they live in Watson, and I go to, the, you know, and, I'm, and I work in Watson, and I'm thinking, because I don't want to just bash her over the head, but I, <laughs> I just so, and I didn't do as well as I wanted, and I said, God, I'll do better next time. I'm sorry. I was too busy doing my own thing, but I did say to her, look, I'm going to pray, because we ended up talking about her uh, ankle and the problems that it had, and I'm believing at some point I'm going to see her at the Knox. She kn <laughs> it's not just praying, it's doing. As we bow our will, I just wanted to stay on my phone, but I didn't. The atmosphere of heaven enters earth and changes the city as we bow our will. Some of you know that um, Paul and I renovated a house for a couple of years. And we put it on the market just before Christmas. And um, it was very quiet. And we got an offer. And we, didn't, we, we were asking God for more. So we said no. And then last minute, last minute, you know, about four days before the, the, what was supposed to be the auction, Paul got a call and he went and opened the house at a different time. This young couple... Loved it. Called Paul the next day, it was a Sunday, and he said to him, Mate, this is all we can pay. And told and told him the amount that Paul and I wanted. And so we were like, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Now, almost two weeks later, so we didn't do the auction. 
almost two weeks later, uh, they still hadn't exchanged. And um, we were talking, and every day they'd text and say, oh, the approval will be in tomorrow. No, I'm sure it'll be tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be tomorrow. And so we were getting a little bit, are these guys for real? Are they, they really, they going to come through? And then Paul got a phone call, because he's been doing all this. It's, thank you, darling, taking the pressure off me. He got this phone call from this woman who said, is it sold? And we were like, we don't even know now. And um, he, he said, well, we've, we've accepted an offer. And she said, well, can I look at it? So he showed it to her. This was on a Wednesday afternoon. The next morning, she loved it. She wanted to buy it when we bought it. And she couldn't believe what we'd done to it. She said, I love this house. I want this house. Well, we've accepted an offer. And um, so Paul spoke to the guy who we'd accepted the offer with and said, look, these other people want to buy this house. You know, are you going to? And he said, no, you know, no, no, we want to buy this house. So we had these two people. Paul, got a, Paul was in my office. We were in a meeting and he answered this call um, because the original people said, yes, they wanted it. So we were like, great. These other people rang Paul. The woman rang Paul and we said, look, we already told these people. And the woman said, well, I'll give you an extra 20000 We were like, no, we've already told these people. She said, well, I'll give you an extra 50000 We said, no, we've already told these people. And we just, you know, we were just living life, doing what we were doing during the day. Then a little while later, the son rang. He said, we'll give you an extra 100000 And Paul said, yeah, right, okay, well, look, just give us a moment. I walked downstairs to do something. Paul was doing something. And I walked, as I was walking up the stairs, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, and you know that voice that you love? It, he said, who keeps their promises even when it hurts. And I walked into Paul's office and I said, honey... This is what I heard. Over to you. (laughs) I was really happy to say over to you. And I walked out and, you know, we... You know, it was an interesting evening, night. And the next morning, I said to Paul, so what are you thinking? Because we had to actually make a decision right there. I said, you know, what are you thinking? And he said, well, God gave me this scripture, um, Proverbs 6. You know, the Bible says the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. And it is. That's why we have the word of God in us, because he speaks to us through it and it leads us and guides us. And Proverbs 6 says, if you have trapped yourself by an agreement and are caught by what you said, Go and ask to have your name released. And he said, I believe that's what God is saying. I said, great. So he called the guy and he said, "Uh, listen, buddy. Anyway, the guy was really annoyed. Paul said, I want you to understand what $100,000 would do, would help in certain ways for our family. Like anyone, right? Anyone. 
And the guy was really annoyed. And Paul said, but hold on. We told you that we would exchange and we accepted your offer. So you're the only person who can release us from this. It's your call. And the guy was, whoa, taken aback. He said, I'll talk to my partner. He went away, he called Paul back about 10 minutes later. And he said, Paul, this, you don't, I don't know if you understand how important this house is to us. There are certain reasons why it's so important. It's got a place for her father to live. And, and he said, and I'm, and there were lots of reasons why it was so important. And Paul said, great, but that's fine. He said, that's fine. And we exchanged on that amount, that, that, the first $100,000 less that day. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 1 says this. It says, a good reputation is better than a fat bank account. And God, you know, it's not actually, it's not just about praying. And I love praying. It's about obeying. And God spoke to us and he led us very clearly through that process because he cared about what we did. And we never want to do anything based on money. God is our provider. But heaven comes to earth by doing God's will, is my point. It's my point. So, I just really want to encourage everyone here with prayer and with obedience. prayer partner? Have you got a prayer partner? Is there someone that you can pray with? Prayer is not only private, it's corporate. Is prayer something that you, you don't even, you haven't even started? Maybe just start with five minutes. Come to a corporate prayer meeting. Let's keep praying that his kingdom would come and his will would be done, but understand that obeying his will, as we do that, we are bringing heaven to earth. do want to see your will be done. More than anything else, Lord, in this life, we need your kingdom to come because the people in this city and in this nation need you. They need you. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now for the people who are here and who are with us online, Lord, for all of us, that you would just reignite, Lord, the muscle of prayer in our lives, God, in this church, God. Reignite that muscle, Lord, that prayer would flow from us, God. I thank you for the importance of just connecting with you. For those that are waiting and waiting and waiting, Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would strengthen them to keep on praying because their prayer is making a difference. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. 
find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.